Yo, welcome, welcome to Faith Talk Podcast. <laughs> this your boy James. And this is your girl Sierra. And we are back. It's been a while. It's been a long while. We want to welcome you to Faith Talk Podcast where we discuss everything faith. We have real talk about real situations using, using real faith. faith. And today we are so excited to be back. And it's been a while. It's been a long while. But well, we have to apologize to the people. We do gotta apologize. Because a few people have asked, y'all still doing y'all podcast? Honestly, guys, well, last time we spoke with you or talked, we were engaged. But and now we're married, mm-hmm. and we've been married for two months, and it's just been a lot going on. Just the marriage, the home purchase. The new dog that we have that's getting on our nerves. It, it's just, it's just been, it's been a lot, but it's been amazing, and God has just been really good and really faithful to us. So we're gonna do better. We're gonna do better about doing our podcast. But it's gonna be a great episode today. So our topic Absolutely. is let's wait a while. Yes, yeah, like the Jenna Jackson song. Let's wait a while. Yeah. You don't even know nothing about that. I, I don't even know. <laughs> wow. We're gonna don't wait a while. <laughs> So listen, today we're going to talk about waiting until marriage. So right. y'all, thank you for joining. Hang tight and let's let's get it started. All right, so let's go ahead and begin this conversation about waiting a while, which is waiting to have sex before marriage. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. I mean, this is such a... Near and dear topic to me, and I know to you too, yeah. because this is something that we definitely had to manage and uh, go through the process with. And this is such like a controversial, hot, taboo topic within the body of Christ, especially because this is something that a lot of people deal with, struggle yeah. with. Um, and babe, why do you think like this is such a big deal, such a big topic? Um, really, because, I mean, I think as we look at the world, the culture we live in, sex is just pushed. Mm-hmm, I mean, sex is pushed all over the world. You can literally just log on. Like, I remember back in the day, now y'all, you know, I ain't always been saved. So, y'all know BET cut, right? They used to come mm-hmm. on three, <laughs> 3 in the morning. But now you can be, you can be. Prime time yeah, television prime time. On, on local channels, right? And little kids, I mean, they can just you can you're so exposed to this stuff at an early age and it's so easily accessible. Yeah, but keep going, babe. No, nah, I mean, you're right, mm-hmm. it's, it's easily, easily accessible, mm-hmm. so everybody's seeing it, mm-hmm. like it's becoming norm, right? And so, telling people they have to wait till they get married, right, to have sex when they see sex every day, right. And this push and this advertise. Right, absolutely. This stuff for people. Right, I agree. So let's kind of talk about our journey um, in abstinence uh, before meeting each other. Okay. And also throughout our relationship. Let's talk about it. You want to go first? Uh, I guess I ain't got much to say. <laughs> you know, I mean, for myself, uh, I met you when I was 18. Mm hmm. And, you know, I was a virgin, mm-hmm. uh, kind of saving myself, waiting uh, for the right person. So you were waiting for, were you waiting for marriage or were you waiting for the right person? Waiting for marriage. Okay. I was waiting for marriage. And there were times, of course, where I 
not thought about it, but I think ultimately I was waiting for marriage. You know, number one, I wanted to do right. Mm-hmm. But I think even when that didn't keep me, there were times where, you know, I just wanted, you know, there were times where then I just, you know, I was either scared or mm-hmm. just got nervous. I just wasn't ready. Right. You know, so whatever the reason was, you know, I was able to stay on the, on that course. Right. So what, um, when did you decide that you wanted to wait for marriage? Like, was it something happened? Was it a, a specific age? Or it was just your relationship with God? What it was just, it? It's just been throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, of course, when I'm younger, I ain't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And as I get older, as you see people talking about it, there's a nature then what I may may have could have had chances. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just at some certain points then uh, I had a desire to wait. Mm-hmm. And certain points where it could have happened, I, I was just scared and nervous. <laughs> you know, right. but whatever. You know, I think there's no particular age. Yeah. It's just that I kind of knew mm-hmm. from jump what was right and what was wrong. Right. And I just kind of tried to pursue that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we first had that conversation. I can't remember how it came up. But I think I mentioned that, you know, I wanted to wait to have sex again um, in marriage. And he was like, yeah, me too. I'm a virgin. I was like a virgin or something. I can't remember exactly how I went. But I just remember being so surprised that you said that. But I also was like real happy. Because I was like, okay, so me and him like be together for real, for real. Then maybe this can go a little smoother. Because <laughs> I don't know that guy. But anyway, so my my journey, of course, is is totally different from yours. Um, very, uh, yeah. So I lost my virginity when I was eighteen, um, my freshman year in college. So before that, I did like do you know. You know messing around and different stuff stuff i shouldn't have been engaging in right and i i thought like okay well since i'm doing this i i, I did have for, there was something in me that wanted me to wait until i got married or i got older or whatever but you can't say that when you're pushing the envelope you know right. what i'm saying when you messing right. around and doing stuff and putting yourself in environments that ultimately could lead to a place that you don't want to go so, you know, I did that for a few years, like in high school and so forth. And then finally it actually happened. And it was like, man, after after losing my virginity, it's just like my life opened up to like so many attacks or so much. It just seemed like I was more vulnerable now that I reflect on my life. It just seemed like I was so much more vulnerable mm. to fall for so much stuff and so many type of people. And just it was just crazy. That's real. Yeah, man. So... You know, after that, so I had, so 18 to 20, when did I have my, I think it was 23, that was, yeah, so 18, 19, 22, 1, 2, 3, 2, 3, that's years, right? Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, it, just, it don't seem like a long time to be sexually active, but when you're active, it, it is a long time, but anyway, so, you know, I would, um, you know, after after losing my virginity, man, it just... I, I really think I spiraled out of control. I had my seasons. I had my moments. I I made so many bad decisions. I got tied up in um, soul ties with people. 
I would mess with people I had no business messing with. And I even, that's why the soul tie stuff, which we're going to get in, you can really take on the nature of someone. Like, because the Bible says the two become one. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's um, marriage or not, once you put yourself in that place, you're becoming one with somebody. So some of the things that they're dealing with or some of the attachments, spiritual attachments on them, they become attached on you. And, you know, I think I made a Facebook post one time saying, like, every time you lay down with somebody, you lose a piece of yourself. And I think that's so true because it felt like the more, like, the more that I, you know, engaged in that activity, it felt like the more I was just losing myself. Like, it was just a couple with, you know, the drinking and the turning up and all that stuff. But sex was just, like, a really big thing to me. So when I finally decided to get my life right with God, and I told him, I was like, God, I'm just going to surrender every area of your life to me. And I just really knew that in my heart and in my spirit that relationships and sex was something that I had to be serious about. Because I literally saw the enemy trying to take me out through relationships and sex and wow. stuff. Like, he really was attacking me in that area, man. It was crazy. So, I really had to submit and yield. And when I made that decision, I had, like, one, like, one other, like, the, the enemy tried to tempt me one more time. He tried He'll to tempt me. He'll do it. He'll do it. One listen, more time. He'll do it. I literally it. had to fight my way. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible, Jay. I hope I can't touch that. I ain't going to take you on the podcast. But anyway, so I literally had to, like, run. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was bad. And that's sometimes that's you got to. That's good, Yeah, that's sometimes that's you got to get, like, you, you if you, once you got your mind made up, you got to, like, do it for real. Like You got to be that desperate to do better. You have to better. be that desperate. I was that desperate to no longer continue to be hurt. Continue yes. to be embarrassed, continue to be wasting my time and giving my body because away. Because the enemy would have used that to bring you back. He you would have did all that growth. Mm-hmm. You would have had that one moment. Mm-hmm. And no, they're like, girl, you did all this for nothing and, and you a failure. Nothing yeah, like. and you'd been back to where you were. That right. could have set you back. Right. But you understood that, like I said, your mind was made up. Right. And you fought through it. Right. So that's powerful. Thanks, That's babe. really powerful. So, yeah, so I did. That was when I was 23. Like, my latter 23, about to turn 24, I think. And um, I made a decision. And after that, the um, I didn't have any more tests like that. And I just really gave that, that part of me to God. And I just had my mind made up. I'm going to wait to marriage no matter what. That's good. So then we got together. We got together. And then we both had the same desire. Yeah. But one day we're going to say it ain't always been easy, guys. Nah, it, has it has not always been easy. And um, we're going to go into, you know, how how to wait with each other. But we definitely want to say it has not always been easy. But we both had a desire to honor God with our bodies and with our relationship. And God has blessed us tremendously through it. Um, so we're just going to probably read just a couple of verses from the Bible just to see what God says about waiting because people, people, you know, when I have conversations with people and I tell them about, you know, waiting before marriage, why I want to do it and stuff like that. Like even believers, they think that's like negotiable. You know what I'm saying? Like once I got my relationship right with God, I just felt like certain stuff was, well, everything he's saying about not negotiable, some stuff kind of harder than others, Yeah. which, you know, but it, I'm just not going to just straight up say like, I ain't going to do this. God saying, this is what you need to do. Just not, That's not me saying straight up saying, I ain't forgiving nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's hard and I'm going through the process of it. If you already going in saying, well, I can't do it. I ain't going to do it. Already, you 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 immediately saying God, your word is not good enough, or or I don't love you enough, or I don't want to be obedient enough 
to do this. That's real. Yep. So we're gonna look at a couple of verses, babe. You got a verse? Yeah, I'm gonna read uh first Timothy. Okay. Uh four and twelve. Okay. First Timothy four and twelve. So uh it says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. Mm-hmm. But be an example for the believers in your speech, your conduct, your love, faith, and purity. That's good. So what you think that's saying or what you get from that? Uh, pretty much, you know, I think especially for a lot of, a lot of younger people, mm-hmm. uh, young adults in that age range, um, the norm is to have sex. And, right. And the and verse, of course, is not just talking about sex, but we're going to focus on that for this episode. But the norm is to have sex. The norm is, you know, to, to not wait before marriage. And if you decide, if that's your desire, don't let anybody look down on you on, on you because of it. Right. Like you said, a lot of people have made that negotiable. Mm-hmm. And so the norm is to do it. And so a lot of people feel like the pressure that, hey, man, I got to do it. Or, I mean, yeah, I got to do it because that's what's normal. Or or, or if I don't do it, I'm going I'm to be looked at as weird or I'm going to be looked at as funny. And so I really believe here. It's saying, hey, just because you're young does not mean that you have to uh, uh, think that, you know, that, that it's not okay. Don't, I mean, be confident in what you said. Be right. confident in your standard. Be confident right. in your values and be right. confident in your morals. That's real good, babe. I'm going to read First Thess- Thessalonians 4. That's a big word. Thessalonians. Yeah. Ask me to spell it. First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5. It reads... God wants you to be holy and completely free from sexual immorality. Each of you should know how to live with your wife in a holy and honorable way, not with a lustful desire like the heathen who do not know God. That's good. (laughs) It is. It's just it's just straightforward. And I think like what I was kind of saying earlier, I think when you get to a place in your relationship with God, you really want to be authentic in your relationship, you want to be accountable in your relationship. Like in verse four, it said, not with a lustful desire, like the heathen who do not know God. If you claim to know God, if you claim to be a believer, if you claim to be a Christian, then it should be activity or behavior in your life that sets you apart from those who don't. So if I'm supposed to be representing Jesus Christ, if I'm saying that I'm a believer that believer then i shouldn't be engaging in the same type of activity that the world does and we know that sex before marriage and having all these sexual partners and everything that's what the world does we don't we don't behave like that we're supposed to set a standard and we're supposed to be different and that shows when we decide to wait to marriage to have sex exactly so i think the question now is like and i'm sure many people wonder this you know, I guess the big question, why wait? Why wait? Yeah, like, why wait? Why? I know it's a couple of reasons, but I know for sure, definitely, I think the initial reason as why you should wait um, until you have sex, uh, why you should wait for having sex until marriage is just because you want to honor God and his word. Yeah. His word clearly tells us not to engage in sexual immorality, not to engage 
and this lustful behavior and all these things. The word clearly tells us what to do. And out of your deep reverence and your desire for God, you have to get to a place where you love him that much and you want to obey him to that level that you don't care what you're going to sacrifice. Because first of all, you you love God and then you want to obey him and then you believe that he's faithful enough to keep you and to bless you in the season, you know, when, when the time comes for you to get married or, you know, start back engaged or engage in sexual activity or whatever like that. But initially you just got to have that, that deep rooted love and foundation in your relationship with God. And you got to want to honor him. Yeah. That's huge. And not only that, uh, cause that's foundation, mm-hmm. but also I think attached to that, mm-hmm. You got to understand your own value. Right, absolutely. Um, your own value, number one, as a person. Mm-hmm. It's just who you are. Right. That you're, if you value yourself, there are some things you're not going to negotiate. Exactly. One thing I, I, I admired about you, uh, Sierra, was that you valued, you valued yourself. Thanks, babe. You valued your, your, your <laughs> beliefs and mm-hmm. what you stood for. And it did not matter what nobody said. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what... Who, who laughed, who thought it was funny, you were serious about that. Thanks, babe. And you, and you, and you stuck to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that's very important. So you got to value yourself as a person, mm-hmm. but also you got to value your body. Right. You know, value the body that God gave you. Right. Value your body. Like, man, your body is precious. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just, isn't just for women. It's for men, too. Right. <laughs> you mean? You, yeah. like your body is, 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 is sacred. It's yeah, something. it's sacred. Right. You know, and so we think, oh, well, women, they're the only ones who mm-hmm. got oh, the body's sacred. No, mm-hmm. men, men, too. Right, absolutely. Men, too. Right. You know, and brothers, we got to understand. And sisters, we, y'all, y'all got to understand that your body is special. Babe, where do you think value? Like, how can someone... Because... When I started having sex and getting caught up in in all that stuff, like I I didn't have I didn't really see the value in my body then. I was just worried about you know getting my rocks off. Sorry right. guys, <laughs> but I was just you know worried about my sexual <laughs> my sexual gratification. It it wasn't about seeing my value. It was just about feeling good in that moment. So how can somebody grow in their self value or self worth? How do you think? Um, I think, number one, just self-examination, mm-hmm. looking at yourself. Um, just looking at, number, number one, realizing who God called you to be. Mm-hmm. Your identity. Your identity. Yes. I think, you know, you got to know your identity. Know Absolutely. who God called you to be. Yes. Know what your purpose to do and know that you are called to mm-hmm. become a wife. Right? Yeah. You all are called to become a husband. Even Understand though, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Even though it don't look like it right then. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish a lot of us could get it and I would have got it back in the day because... A lot of us, even though we're in that moment, I'm in my early 20s. I'm not going to be in my early 20s forever. You know, I'm someday going to have to be a wife and a mother and all these things, like you're saying. And making, being able to make wiser decisions put me in a better position. You know, when I get to those stages, not so much baggage and stuff. I got to work through so many mistakes I made. I don't think that we, you know, we think like that. Right. That's real. Yep. So... You know, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it may not say look like it. Yeah. Know that you're called to it. Right. Absolutely. That God wants you to have it. Mm-hmm. It's a value yourself. 
you know, and understand, hey, my, I mean, my value comes in me knowing mm-hmm. what God said about me. Awesome. So identity is big. Knowing who you are, knowing who God called you to be, knowing how much God loves you, knowing how amazing you are to him, knowing how fearfully and wonderfully made you are, yeah. knowing how beautiful and incredible you are like god made you in his own image so just understanding that god cares and cared about you so much and that he loved you so much and that your body is his temple yes like just 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 getting your value from that like oh god but yeah so that's amazing anything else you want to add on to that babe no so just so just your relationship with God and then knowing your value and then definitely another reason why to wait is just understanding like the negative impacts from having sex before marriage. Yep. I I don't care what nobody say. There are negative consequences that come with it. Um especially, you know, having sex with just these multiple partners and just different stuff like that. Like, even though you put a condom on, that's not protecting you from soul ties and spiritual um, attachments. It's not. It may be protecting you from transmitted diseases, but not spiritually transmitted diseases. So the negative impacts of premarital sex are like a big deal because, like, soul ties come into place. When you have sex, it's not just... You're not just um, getting um, pleasured in that moment. That that's not there's that's it's that moment, but there's still um, repercussions or there's still things that are going on. Maybe not phys- in the physical realm, but there's still things going on spiritually. Yeah. So with the soul ties thing, it's pretty much like I said earlier. It's just two people, you know becoming one in that moment two people with two different histories two different backgrounds um two different i mean it may be demonic spirits attacking one person we don't yeah you don't you don't know like these people you don't know what these people be doing especially having random hookups and just different stuff you don't know what kind of spirits these people got on them crackhead spirits (laughs) it's this little um addiction spirits anger um just all type of spirits man and i wish because y'all listen i'm telling y'all i live i live this that's why i could tell you about this stuff i've i've um had sex with people that you know some of their stuff jumped off on me and i'm wondering like why i'm mad and why i'm acting crazy and all this stuff and i'm i'm engaging with people that you know, have this stuff on them. And I didn't even know why I'm acting like, why am I acting like them? You know what I'm saying? It's because I'm taking on a part of them because I became one with them. And this person is not my spouse. This person is not the person that God ordained for me. So if I could stress anything, man, just be careful with your body and be careful with the person that you are exposing yourself to, because you're not just exposing yourself to a moment of pleasure. You're exposing yourself to spiritual stuff that you can't see in the physical it's things going on behind the scenes and the enemy will use that to completely destroy you like he'll put a he'll he'll put a promiscuous spirit on you you may just that you know what i'm saying you may not even be promiscuous you may have sex with somebody and then that jump jump on you and the next thing you know you're just taking off you know what i'm saying so you got anything to add on that babe nah i agree yeah everything you say you kind of get it right in the head you know, just understanding that, man, it's more to it than just a 
pleasurable moment. Right, absolutely. There's a lot of spiritual consequences behind it. Yeah. And God understands it. That's why he tells us not to do it. Because yeah. he understands God, everything God tells us not not to do. I think a lot of people, we get like, man, you know, God, I, you know, all this stuff for Christianity is a whole bunch of stuff we can't do. Da, da, da. Everything God tells us not to do is designed to protect us. Yeah. Like, it's designed to help us. Like, God ain't never said... Um, God ain't never said nothing that's going to kill us. Don't do something that's going to kill us. Yeah. He always tells us not to do stuff that will potentially damage and hurt us, dishonor him and different things like that. So we just have to keep that in mind. Yep, that's real. So we talked about why to wait. Let's talk about how to wait because that's a, that's a very important part. We don't want to just tell people why you need to wait and not give them some strategies and things that we did to wait. Um, for how long we waited? Three years? Three how long? Years. Three years? And once again, y'all, it wasn't easy. And we're going to get into that because it, it wasn't always easy, child. I had to get James together a few times. But uh, <laughs> how to wait? She's <laughs> <laughs> telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how to wait? How to wait? I think you hit on the hair earlier. Um, you said something about choosing a partner with the same desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. When your partner has the same desire to wait. Wait, babe. So you telling me if I'm a if I'm a person and I say that, you know, I'm saying I'm telling people, okay, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna really try this thing. I'm gonna really try to wait before marriage. Mm-hmm. Should I date somebody who straight up tell me that they're not gonna wait? They're gonna they they want to try to some some guy tried me like this, y'all. He was a minister too. I was so turned off in in. And just disgusted. But anyway, he was like, "Well, I'm, you know, I want to try the cow before I buy the milk. What? Is, what? What they say? Try the chicken before I get the chicken leg. I don't know. I can't remember what. It, but yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to try it out before because you know I want to see what it's like before I get married because right. I don't want to be with somebody for the rest of my life and the sex ain't good. Right. So, what would you say to that person? How should they do it? Um, I say number one, man. I say just trust in God. That's a big one. Trust in God. Well, if they say if they say that the person if, oh to that yeah, person well yeah, that yeah. person like, yeah I mean that's not wise. So that's not wise to date them if they yeah. straight up tell you. Yeah, okay. that's not wise to to date that person if they straight up tell you because if you know you're trying to do better, mm-hmm. and the person is telling you they ain't trying to do better, wisdom says mm-hmm. I shouldn't get with this person because there's gonna come a weak moment mm-hmm. that I'm gonna have, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna need this person to. Be there to hold me accountable, not to take advantage of my vulnerability. Right. That's good. That's really good. You know, and so you got to choose a person with the same same desires, but then not only that, you and you both must set boundaries. Right. You got to set boundaries. You got to have boundaries in place. Got to have non-negotiables. Right. Got to have rules in place. Right. Things you do, things you don't do. Right. Moments you put yourself in, moments you put yourself, don't put yourself in. Right. Because... You understand that, hey, we cross this boundary. Mm-hmm. It makes the temptation this much harder. Right. You got to be honest with, honest with yourself. What can you handle? Right. Very true. And I think one thing I remember, I was looking at my phone because I made a list. <laughs> I made a boundaries list for James. <laughs> well, for me and James. I was, I was serious about this thing, baby. I'm like, I'm not about to relapse. I just can't. But I made a boundaries list because the more, because... Transparently and realistically, the more that you're around a person, the more that you're growing in a relationship, you're going to become more comfortable. Right. You're going to want to spend more time. 
And if you are not upholding and being intentional about your boundaries, it's so easy to slip into bad habits or to engage in activity that you said you didn't want to. So I know one of the boundaries I had put on there, I was like, uh, no more staying over after 12 or something like that. I can't remember because I know that that was something because we were just chilling, you know, just hanging out. But I know that the later it gets, the more that somebody's guard is let down. It's yeah. easy, you know what I'm saying? When you get sleepy, you just, you know, rub a little thigh out. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff yeah. like that. So I was like, man, we got to do better about that because we were like, you know, hanging out and, you know, stuff like that. So we had to definitely get better about that. What was another boundary put in place? Oh, yeah, I think I put one on there like, no butt rubs. <laughs> Yeah, because like once again, the the closer you get and the more time you spend, the more attracted you are and stuff. You got to know your boundaries. I know for me, I don't need my butt rub because if I get my butt rub, you know, I may want to, you know what I'm saying? So I knew that that was something that we had to do. What was another battery, babe? You could think of it. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know we had the time. Mm-hmm. We had the touch. Now, you, now I got one funny. Ooh. <laughs> Now, like, <laughs> no, say it. What you say? No, uh, only cheeks on the kiss. I mean, only kiss on the cheek. Oh, dang, I did that. That was very early. Yeah, well, that's got to That's got to But you got to be that particular. Though. Yeah, I mean, you got to. I mean, be. and whatever works for you all. Yeah. Like, that's that's the big thing. Whatever works for the couple. Right. You know, but don't cross that line. Right. Be honest with yourself. Right. And also still be, 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 be reverent. And, and, and what you choose. Right. So you're making him do more. That'll mean that more is acceptable. That's really good. That's really good. Really good, babe. So just choosing the right partner. Choosing, I'm sorry, choosing the person that has the same desire as you to wait until marriage. Having your boundaries. And also with the boundaries, you have to be disciplined. So discipline is important because, you know, just because you have a list of boundaries and if you ain't doing it, then, you know, it's pointless. Right. So you, you really need to be a disciplined person, somebody in a relationship. Like James said, somebody may have a weak moment. Y'all have to really be disciplined in, you know, in prayer and just different things like that because somebody may have a weak moment and you have to be the person to be strong. I know for us in our relationship, I was the strong one. What I made? You were. <laughs> I was the strong. You were. I was the strong way, y'all. Y'all, y'all weren't praying for me. Y'all weren't praying for Jay. <laughs> but I get it, babe, because, you know, I'm a nice little nah, piece of... Nah, <laughs> I'm a nice all little right, tender. All right, all right, all right. But anyway... Don't get so... a little hideous. But now nah, you were. But anyway, so, yeah, I was... I I had definitely had to have moments where I'm like, okay, babe, you already know what we said we was going to do. Let's stick to the plan. We almost there. Let's walk this thing. Let's remember what God promised us if we do this the right way. Let's not forget the things that the favor, just everything, babe. Let's 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 come back to our original plan. Right. That's so, cool. you know, you just have to have that discipline. You have to build discipline. You build discipline through prayer, fasting, having those boundaries. Um, what else, babe? Well, oh, that's pretty good. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a big. That's, a, okay. that's, that's really the yeah. main, the main stuff. And you build discipline by being having a healthy devotional life, right? Having a good faith in Jesus and yeah. praying and yeah. reading your word, mm-hmm. feeding yourself with spiritual stuff, right? So prayer and prayer and being led by the Holy Ghost is yeah. like key. You have to because you can't try to do spiritual things 
with your flesh, like in the natural. You can't try to be spiritual and do it naturally. Yeah. Like you, if you're trying to wait before marriage for the sake of Jesus Christ, then you need to rely on him to do it. Yeah. So your prayer life, being led by the Holy Spirit, just really being intentional about that in prayer and in fasting and just different things like that. Because once again, the enemy will try to tempt. He will try to uh, create moments and just different things where you can engage in this activity that you said you did not want to do. And then that's just going to open up a whole bunch of stuff, just feeling guilty, feeling, you know, just like a failure and different things like that, which you can work through, of course, but you know, just so you can avoid it, just really have that strong, if you, yeah, yeah, just avoid it. Don't even put yourself in that situation. Exactly. Have that strong prayer life. And then, um, like you said, babe, just having faith, right? Yeah. You need to have faith. You need to believe. Because people say so much like, well, you, you don't, you don't want to try it out before. You, y'all ain't want to try it. And, you know, when we was talking about we was waiting and stuff. Like, y'all ain't, he may not even be good. You know, just different stuff like that. What? We got, if you got faith in Who God. A lot of people, babe. Sorry. Wow. If you have faith in God for a job. If you have faith in God for finance. If you got faith in God. For your car, for your house. You got faith in God for everything else. And you don't want to have faith in him for your sex life. Mm. And for, you know, um, the sex in your marriage or whatever like that. Then that's a problem. If I got faith in everything else, I'm not going to shut God out for this area. I believe that. Like he said, he wants us to have it. He came so he can give us an abundant life. So I I don't believe that that area of my life is going to lack. And that's what I, that was my thought the whole time. I just believed. We never had sex. And all this stuff, I ain't know what was going on down there, nothing like that. But I just had faith that God was going to honor our effort to wait. I just believed it. Yeah. I just, I just could not not believe it. That's good. So you gotta have faith. Awesome. So you have faith. You do this. You, you, you. So we asked, you know, why you wait. Mm-hmm. We talked about how to wait. Mm-hmm. And I think with all that being said, kind of, we think we kind of wrap this up with the benefits right. of waiting. What, what are the the benefits of waiting? I think the first benefit is definitely having a relationship that is built on the right foundation. That's good. So just because when we have sex too early, when we engage in that type of, you know, behavior early on in a relationship, that doesn't give us time to really know the person. Not at all. Um, we haven't we haven't got to know um how they are in different environments. We haven't gotten to know all of their um, habits and how they manage situations. We haven't gotten to know them long enough to see who they really are. And once you begin to have sex with somebody so early on, a lot of times that behavior starts to pop up and you're like, dang, I done had sex with them. You know, I got to stay in this for a little longer. I don't want to jump around from partner to partner or whatever like that. So, you know, a lot of times the relationship isn't built on the right things. A lot of times you stand with them because you've had sex with them. A lot of times you stand with them because you done felt like you done invested stuff in them or your body and, and your um, time and all this stuff. And you don't want to not give that up because yeah. you done invested it. So waiting, you know, you have that time to really get to know somebody. Like we really became best friends. Like I, like I've, 
I was in love with you before, you know, any of that stuff. Because I just loved who you were. Because, like, you were just such an incredible person. We really got to work on our friendship. Right. And I think that's so important. And you, and, and also with the waiting, you build your relationship on the right principles. Like the prayer and the fasting and the discipline and stuff. Because you need all that stuff when you get married. Yep. That's good. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think, you know, that, I, think, I think you pretty much said it. So... You know, just understanding that I guess the greatest benefit that you have a great foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a great foundation. Like, it's not your your relationship isn't superficial, right? Or isn't clouded, right? Your but it is, is focused. Not it, it's just focused. And when times get rough, you know, you you actually got some substance to hold on to. God. When things get frustrating, you actually got mm-hmm. some substance to hold on to. So that's good. That's but good. I think another another benefit, and I think this is really good, uh, I think it's the favor and approval of God. Right. Yes. That God, that, that God approving you and yeah. God favoring you all. Mm-hmm. And God and when God favors and approves your your relationship, can't nothing stop you. God does things that blows your mind. He right. gives you things that blows your mind. He releases things to you that blows your mind. And he just walks you all. You all just have almost like a, an advantage yeah. in, in a sense. You right. know, we, we had almost an advantage in a way. Yeah. Because I think God did some of the things he did for us mm-hmm. because of us right. choosing to wait. Right. I absolutely agree with that. I just do. I don't believe that it was, you know, just coincidence or happenstance. I believe that God intentionally favored us in ways because we decided to wait. I, I truly believe it. And I truly believe that God approved our relationship. I never had this type of relationship when I was having sex with people. Yeah. You know, just the, the peace and the the um the way that we're just unified and just the the joy and just everything. It's not perfect, of course. No relationship is perfect. But I, I never had this. And I know that God's hand was on it. And I know he approved it 100%. That's good. So. Awesome. So, it gives you the right foundation. Mm-hmm. It gives you God's favor and approval. Mm-hmm. But what's another benefit? And, and we'll wrap this up on this one. What, what's, the other, what's the last benefit? So, you're actually able to, when you wait, you can save that special and sacred moment for the wedding night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is and I know some people may disagree because they're like you know I want to know before heck and I don't want no disastrous wedding night once again you got to have faith and even if the wedding night is not you know the best first of all you're going to be tired as heck from the wedding night you you just going to be tired you really low key probably you know want to take a nap and go to sleep because I know we was tired you know it's, we just we were we were we were exhausted it's but day. it's a long day but you know, that's a special moment that has been saved for you guys that you that you saved and that you waited on. And it's just something so special about it. Like, it's just the moment that you guys become one and that you sharing that with each other and that you're doing it in a way that honors God. Like, it, the bedroom is not defiled. Like, you have no guilt or conviction or anything attached with it. I don't have to repent after I had sex nope. with you. I, I can have sex and I'm going on about my day and praising the Lord and praying and it's nothing wrong. And that's just an amazing, amazing feeling not to have that guilt or, you know, that that feeling of sin weighing on you. Exactly. 
and you don't have to have that. But um, I had a thought and I just lost it. Oh, but anyway, another thing, you know, with sex or whatever, you know, if it's if it start off a little rough, y'all are married. So y'all have time to learn and to grow with each other. Y'all have time to learn what the other person likes. Y'all have time to try new things. Y'all have time to, you know, grow together. And I mean, that's amazing. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Y'all have a lifetime. I mean, I guess until y'all get older, y'all don't want to do it no more. <laughs> but, you know, y'all have a, a lifetime to 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 grow together sexually. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to always be, it's going to be other areas of relationship you have to grow in. Sex is another area. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. So that's good. That's good. And I think, you know, understand that you, you have time mm-hmm. to work on it, time to learn each other, time to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be encouraged, man, encouraged by the fact. But, but I will say that the Lord has been good. Yes, ah, He's been really good. He's been really, really good. You know, I mean, but that's amazing. But you know, we're gonna wrap it up here. I think that's all the time that we have for this episode. But I mean, I think it was good stuff. I think it was too. I pray that we definitely pray that somebody it helps somebody who may be on the fence about it, or who may be already engaging in it, or somebody who said that they weren't gonna engage in it. Maybe something we said may spark your desire, your interest in just really obeying God's word and to walk this process and just be blessed through it. I mean, I have been blessed through this decision. We've been blessed through this decision, through this, this, to do it this way. Yeah. So. You know, amen. So I think we're going to, you know, great episode. We would like to say, pray someone was helped. Yeah. And so now, um, as we close, we're going to have something we call our faith moment. Right. So we uh, thank you for tuning in, and here's our faith moment. I just want to take a couple moments today and encourage you with these three words. You got this. You got this. I want to encourage you and let you know that while this may be a tough feat for many to accomplish, I'm believing that today you have the power to accomplish it. There are many people who struggled where you struggle. There are many people who have been where you've been. There are many people who made the mistakes that you've made, but there are many people who have overcome. And just like they were able to overcome, be encouraged that you too are able to overcome. Be different. Be unique. Understand your value. And don't feel that you have to stoop to the standard of society. No, you are your own person with your own mind with your own will. So make the decision today to be different. Make the decision today to save yourself, to value yourself, and to be who you are becoming. Start today. Start now. You got this. In Jesus' name, amen.
now we're going to seal everything that we talked about today regarding sex before marriage. We're going to seal it in prayer. We're going to go before God and pray for those who uh, may be contemplating about making this decision. Uh, we're going to pray strength for those who are going through this process. And we're going to pray for those who may not have a desire, but we're going to pray for their, their hearts and minds to be changed so that they can align with the word of God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you, God, for who you are in our lives, God, how amazing you've been to us, God, how you've kept us, how you saved us, how you delivered us. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, for the beauty of relationships, the beauty, God, of becoming one with our spouse. God, we thank you for allowing us to have that type of privilege, God, and that type of joy in, in our relationships, God, in our marriage, God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for marriage, God. We thank you, God, for companionship, God. We thank you for not allowing us, God, to be alone, God, and for giving us the gift of sex and marriage, God. We ask that you forgive us for our sins, God. Forgive us for the sins, Lord God, of engaging in premarital sex, God. Forgive us for the sins, Lord God, of disobedience, God. Forgive us for sins, God, of not aligning with your will and your word, God, or putting ourselves in situations, God, that we know we shouldn't be in. Father, we ask that you forgive us, God. And we pray right now, God, for those, God, who may be listening, God, and are contemplating about making the decision to abstain, God, before marriage. God, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus and pray their strength, God. I pray that you would give them strength, God. I pray, God, that you will touch their hearts and their minds, God, and, and that your spirit will convince them, God, that that's the best decision that they could make, God, that that decision will honor you, Father, and it will bless their marriage and their relationship, Father. I pray for those, Lord God, who are currently in the process, and I pray and ask you to strengthen them as well, God. Strengthen them, God. Remind them that what they're doing is the right thing, God. Encourage them, God. Give them the ability to endure, God. Give them the strength to overcome every temptation, God. Give them the ability, God, to set boundaries and to stick by them, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, we thank you for their obedience, God, we thank you for their effort, God, and we pray that you will walk with them each and every day, God, as they seek to obey you, God, and we pray for those, God, who may not have the desire now, God, but you're calling them, God, you've given them the opportunity to hear this podcast, so you're calling them to a higher level of accountability, God, so I pray that you would touch their hearts and their mind, God, and give them the desire, God, to honor you, God, with their bodies, God, to honor you, Lord God, with their relationships, God. Give them the desire, God, to please you, God, like never before, God. And I pray that as they make the decision, God, that you would show them, God, the favor, God, the blessing, God, the joy that comes from obeying you. Father, we thank you, God. We pray, God, that you will bless each and every person, God, under the sound of my voice, God, and that you will make yourself known to them and evident to them, God, as they go through the process of abstaining before marriage, Lord God, and that you will honor each and every person's effort, God. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, awesome, awesome episode. Yeah. Awesome. Episode five. Let's wait a while. Let's wait a while.
And we want to encourage y'all, man, just to wait a while. We we pray that we help somebody today, yes. that we encourage somebody. In Jesus' name. That somebody who was maybe thinking, oh, I want to wait, but how do I? Yeah. I want to wait, but why? Right. I want to wait, but what's the purpose? <laughs> we pray we answer your questions on this uh, episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you guys ever have any questions, any, um, anything that y'all want to share, need help with prayer, anything like that, definitely connect with us on social media. You can find me on Facebook now under Sierra Tarot. I am no longer Sierra Cummings. So it's, um, Sierra Tarot, not Terrell, because James don't like when y'all call me Terrell. But so it's Sierra Tarot. And then you can find me on Instagram, Sierra Tarot underscore. Yep, or you can find me, uh, James Terrell or JC Terrell 904. Awesome. So we want to thank you all for tuning in. Yep. And we will see you next time on Faith Talk. Yes, thank y'all. Holla at your girl. Holla at your boy. <laughs>